0: The other side of that, it's the worst Irish defensive performance I've seen in a long,
1: long time. Aaron Smith, he's truly, truly wonderful player. He's one of the best players who's ever played the game.
2: Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now.
3: Well, here in Co Park in the aftermath of the All Ireland football semi final, Galway 2 8, Derry 1 6, the final score. Damien Comer with two goals in the second half to send Galway through. It was four points apiece at the break but Galway scored I think it was 1-4 without reply at the start of the second half and Derry just couldn't get the scores they needed Paddy Andrews former Dublin footballer is with me Paddy before we talk about the game itself and everything that happened there was one thing that will be talked about despite the fact that Galway won won well in the end Shane Walsh kicked a 45 at the end of the first half Hawkeye waved it wide it looked over the umpire waved his white flag we were told just before the start of the second half that it was over the bar now there's a couple of question marks about it because Glass had one earlier in the half and also that would have made it 4-3 Comer scored one afterwards and it made it 4-0 so it's kind of an odd sequence of events Look, I I think the right thing was done the score was given but but that
4: is the the intriguing bit about it everyone in the stadium thought it was a score the umpire was very definitive in it and Hawkeye obviously contacts the referee to pull it back it calls it the question of credibility of Hawkeye Connor Glass had a point and it was was shown on Hawkeye in the stadium and it looked like it was over the bar (laughs) and everyone thought it and it came up as Neil There was obviously some sort of issue for that because it was clearly a point for Shay Walsh. Look, the right thing was got in the end, the score was given, but it does call into question the credibility of the system completely. So does that mean... will it be even used tomorrow for, for, for Dublin and Kerry in that game as well but look it didn't have an overall impact on the game Galway won convincingly in the end but it does call into question the technology without a doubt Yeah,
3: and I'm sure we'll hear more about that in the yeah. coming days and there will be a statement that regards Hawkeye and whether or not it will be used tomorrow and in fact what went wrong today let's talk about what went wrong for Derry in yeah. the second half because it was four points apiece at the break but Galway managed to get their shooters into it in the second half managed to get their scores into it in the second half Derry didn't well Derry maybe don't have the scores that Galway have. And I guess that was the big talking point before the game. Did they have enough scores? on the evidence of today? No. Well,
4: well you always felt like Derry were going to be well organised. I thought they were a better team in the first half. But like I said, they only go in level. They start off quite well. They go three points up to no score. Galway don't score for the first 20 minutes of the game. And you're thinking, this is literally... If Derry could hand-pick the way the game would go in the first half, that would be it. But they didn't have a lead. It, It didn't really show on the scoreboard. And the second half, that third quarter in particular... Galway Shane Walsh kicks three big freeze he was well marshaled by Conor McCluskey uh, Chrissy McCaig did a brilliant job on Rob Finnerty and you think they're the right matchups but the big one was Brendan Rogers lost out, out big time in his battle with Davia Comer that ultimately was probably the winning of the game like for Derry they scored one point from play in the second half uh, from Shane McGuigan. Only two or the four. Shane McGuigan gets a point from play. And Lachlan is the only other forward that scores. You always felt that that was going to be an issue. That, you know, to score 1-6, like a, a consolation goal the end, six points is not enough to win a semi final And you felt that. And really, once Colbert got the first goal, where he turned uh, Brendan Rogers inside out, you always felt it was going to be an uphill ass for him. But, God, we were full value for it. A really good second half display. Um, but, but for Derry it's been an amazing season but you just felt they were, they were probably going to come up short today and they'd be disappointed t- t- to lose in that manner but Galway were, were definitely the better team in the
3: second half whatever they were. I know people will say that Galway have the more natural forwards than Derry but surely Derry just got a bit locked in their system in the second half and they couldn't get out of it
4: it, it was probably it was a bit conservative from Derry going forward you felt that they were going to need to take some more risks you know they were carrying the ball to be fair Galway were well organised they were very fit they got back into shape and Derry just couldn't break them down you looked possibly a couple of times they could have pulled the trigger and they were trying to work the ball really overly patient and particularly once Galway got in front he felt Derry probably needed to take more risks and try and break at speed they just it was just flat for Derry in the second half like I say they started the game really well but it didn't show on the scoreboard And that second half it's just like they ran out of gas really and they weren't going to be in a position to chase the game and Galway to be fair once like I say once Colbert's goal goes in in the third quarter yeah, always felt they were going to have enough to, to, to see it out, and that was the case. So, really positive for with Joyce, a brilliant season for Galway. They won't be favourites. Whoever comes through tomorrow's semi-final will, will be red-hot favourites for. But Galway, they've massive momentum behind them now, and that was it was a clinical display in the second half. And for Derry, like I said, the Achilles' heel we felt would they score enough,
3: and that was proven today, really. As we speak, we obviously don't know who Galway will face in the All Ireland final. Their first since 2001. What do they need to improve on? To have any chance of winning that final yeah but well, well
4: look they were clinical today but they, they only scored two eight they were the,
3: clinical in the second half not sec- the first half, like first they took half. 21 minutes to get know, a score uh, and
4: that's the thing. Well, like there you have a very set defensive style of play whoever galway play against, whether it's dublin or whether it's Kerry, it's going to be a more open game you know it was quite a it was one for the one for the purists today <laughs> you know you can hear groans in the crowd but galway did what they had to do so there's going to be more space they need rob finner they need shane walsh didn't really do a lot from play today. They were probably lost out their battles, but if Galway are gonna have any chance in that final, and it is gonna be more open, so it's gonna be more opportunity for those guys, but they're gonna need those massive performances from those players. Damien Comer had a couple of knocks. He was in the wars today. They need him to rest up and recover. He was the match winner today. But Galway, a big plus and a question mark we had over him at the start of the season was that the def- defensive system. Where are they gonna be hard to play against? Where are they gonna be hard to break down? And they showed that again today. They were well well set up. They're very fit. keen O'Neill, Paruk Joyce, they're well coached. They're not going to be favourites, but they have a chance in that final, without a doubt. They have match winners in the team. Who it's going to be against, we'll have to wait and see in 24 hours. But I think the final will definitely be a more open
3: game than what we saw today. And that will only that will help Galway. Do so you think Galway had the defensive structure for whoever they come up against? Oh,
4: I, that's going to be the biggest question. I, I think that's the, the biggest improvement we have had this season. We've seen it in Casabar in, in particular. And then again today, but they're going to be, whether it is Dublin or Kerry, they're two of the best forward lines in the country. Galway are going to be massively tested, but that has been a huge improvement for Galway. And it's probably a reason why they're in the All-Ireland Final, that they've become a lot harder to play against, a lot harder to break down. But, you know, the acid test is going to be either against Dublin or Kerry in the final.
3: Let's talk about Dublin and Kerry. Um, The possibility... Is there that conal Callahan may not be involved in the squad? We've seen the starting 15. I don't think he's in that. They haven't released the 26. There are rumours floating around that he's not in the 26. I don't know if they're accurate or not. I don't know if you can add any um, or shed any light on that. But if he's missing, you actually think that's a game changer? That swings it. I do. I think it's that
4: important. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, uh, no one has got to know for certain until I'd say 28 minutes past three tomorrow. Double of fans are holding their breath they're hoping he's going to be there just even as a neutral you want to see the best players and for me i think con and david clifford are the two best forwards in the game he is that important to dublin i'd be surprised if he doesn't play and maybe it's kind of my heart over my head dublin will need him to play if he's not there i do actually think it's it's, it's a game changer it is we've seen how important he is dublin just lack a little bit of spark without him It'd be a massive ask if Khan's not involved in any way, shape or form for Dublin to get over the line. I I do think it's that big a call. That's why we won't know for certain. There's loads of rumours for the last two weeks. Fingers crossed from a Dublin perspective that he is out there.
3: And well, you're on with James O'Donoghue tomorrow here in Crow Park, far off the ball. I imagine you can't wait for that. Bring food tomorrow. You learned your lesson today, didn't yeah, you? Yeah,
4: long day, loads of coffee, but no food. I got in late, but uh, no. I offered
3: you fruit. I tried my
4: best. I know, I know. I'll be well prepared tomorrow, anyway. But uh, looking forward, it's going to be a massive crowd today. Okay, the game probably didn't live up to as much, but full house in Crow Park tomorrow as well. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Um, I made the best team win. And just before I let you go, Westmeath won the Talton Cup yeah. final. Fair result. I think it was. I think it was. Look, Cavan got their noses in front. That was a pretty cagey game as well. Scores were at a premium. Thomas Gallagher gets sent off with eight minutes to go in normal time. Cavan are two points up at the time. That probably swings it. You know, Kieran, Kieran Martin comes off the bench and scores a brilliant goal. And for Westmead, I suppose overall, they're probably slightly better. Cavan would be very disappointed to, to, to lose the game. And ultimately, probably that red card was the, the seminal moment in the game and... Once uh, Westmead got the noses in front, Cavan just couldn't get it back. And Look, the Tallinn Cup's been a massive success. They were probably the two best teams from the start that you would have picked out. I thought Cavan might nick it today but look Westmead the impact off the bench and ascending off probably swung it their way and it's you can see the, the emotion for them it was a massive win for them and that's what you want to see from the Talta Cup I think it's
3: been a big success um, and congrats to Westmead OK Paddy Andrews thank you very much if you're watching this on Saturday night Paddy's back here in Crow Park tomorrow for Off The Ball along with James O'Donoghue of Kerry and of course the lads will be along with Tommy on Tuesday morning with the Football Pod and you can check that out via all the uh, Off The Ball social media channels for now Thank you very much, Paddy. Thank you for watching. Go away, are through to the All-Ireland final. Their first since 2001. They've beaten Derry by 2-8,
2: 2-1-6. Unbelievable win out there. How are you feeling?
5: Yeah, look, it's great. Proud, proud of the lads. Great to win it. And obviously, nice to win a semi-final and get to a final. So, look, very happy the lads. Very proud of them.
2: And how are you feeling that um, it was 2001 when you were there with them all that time ago and now you're back again? Full circle moment?
5: Yeah, well, look, what, that's, that's what was the plan when I came into the job. Three years ago was to get to a final and win the final. So look, we've we've won part of it achieved. So it's delighted to put it. But again, it's not about apologize rant. It's about the players in Galway and they put in a monumental effort in the last three years. Some of them, and we've lost a few along the way. But the lads that have stuck at it have been fully rewarded today. So it's great,
2: brilliant. And the system that you've put in place that maybe a little bit more defensive, but it's really working. You're getting up the field, getting your scores and. Damien Comer today, oh my God, he was unbelievable. <laughs> he,
5: was, he, was, he was outstanding, look at he's a brilliant footballer. It's just he hasn't got the chances probably in his career more than the lads to, to, to showcase their talents at a semi-final level and quarter-final level but they've done it the last couple of weeks. He was immense today in fairness to him he's, look he's a powerhouse of a footballer. And look at they they'll get their just rewards um, by getting to a final but they need to go now and, and win it. And
2: what will happen now over the next uh, week or so, two
5: weeks? Nothing not much, we'll, we'll watch the game tomorrow and we'll we'll come down we'll enjoy tonight and we'll obviously go back to him and choose night and get organised get all the stuff out of the way that needs to be done for a final and just focus on getting ourselves right and getting ourselves ready and I know the, the accounting is going to go crazy because like, the supporters were fantastic today and right, rightly so let them go and enjoy it for the next two weeks and like we've had buses from all over the clubs there today and it's brilliant like, the, the lads really appreciate the support they've got and Galway are great supporters when you start winning and going places so look, let's hope we can Get a few more here in two weeks' time.
2: It was electric out there in Crow Parker. These are your kids here as well. They're all delighted. Our kids, yeah. Charlie and Jodie, yeah.
5: It so was great. They really enjoyed it, yeah. Char- yeah. Charlie said we win by five pints, so he had it right. Did you tell him? Yeah, well done. I said, I said four. Four, jeez. nearly on <laughs> the money. Fair play. Okay, well,
2: enjoy it. Thanks so
0: Thanks
2: much. Man. Thanks for your time. Rory, commiserations. Tough game out there today. Um, but it's not the story about this Derry team. What a story it has been all year. The story of the Championship, really. And you've had some really great days and some tough battles and you've really came through it.
1: Yeah, listen, uh, today is a very uh, difficult day for us. We were beaten by a better team, a team that played much better, showed a lot more quality than us. Um, fair play to them. Um, it's very difficult to take. We wanted to be in the All-Ireland final. That's where you want to be as every team. But you've got to give credit to Galway and we've got to, I suppose, Reflect on it. It's not easy to reflect on the overall year today, but we'll have to.
2: And where do you think it went wrong for you?
1: I think it went wrong in that we didn't actually, you know, um, open them up anywhere near as much as we should have. You know, ultimately, whether it was the occasion or a wee bit of fear or maybe, you know, you gotta give Global credit too, but ultimately, you know, once they got to grips with how we were attacking and they, they defended better, you know, they defended us fairly easy and too country for my liking and you know, 3 0 up in a low scoring game, keeping them scoreless for 16, 17, 18 minutes. We should have pushed on and we should have more four point, more than four points scored at half time. That was disappointing.
2: Mm-hmm. And just speaking of going in at half time, so you're a point up at half time, but then we come back out and Hawkeye says it's a, it's a point. When or said it was a point, and then it wasn't a point, and then it was awarded in the end. Did that give them a little bit of a buzz to get that score? The crowd erupts just at half halftime.
1: Like it wasn't ideal, but at the end of the day, if there's a mistake made, there's a mistake made, and I'm certainly not going to try to cheat their word, I'm not going to try to cheat them out of a point. You know, um, in the scheme of things, we've got to be able to handle that. You know, I think hand and hard. We thought it was a point, so it was a like a bonus toss, albeit short lived. But no, nah, I think you've got to give uh, Sheen Walsh. Like we marked him really, really well. But to kick that 50 into the breeze, to kick some of the freeze he kicked with his left foot, Damien Comer, who Brendan Rodgers had kicked two points on, it was remarkable the, the courage and the ability they showed. And look, they're 29 and 28 or t- maybe 29 years of age, you know, and that's the challenge for us. Can we come up with them big moments and take games?
2: And you're here in an in All-Ireland semi-final. Like, it's massive to be here. It's such a big occasion for the Derry people. Like If you looked around Crow Park out there, it was <laughs> a lot of Derry. It was mostly red that you seen when you looked out. Like It was an incredible moment for, I suppose, not only you, the players, but the Derry people.
1: It was. It's incredible. And I suppose... Ultimately, that's where I believe, you know, if you're going to fulfill our potential, we should be good enough to get there. And despite people thinking it's a great year for us, we would have liked it very much to go on for two more weeks. And But unfortunately, we didn't do ourselves justice today, and we've got to suck that up. And sometimes that's the way it is in team sport, individually and collectively. We just don't do enough.
2: And where do you go from now, obviously, is take a good break, a well-deserved break, and you go again?
1: Yeah, listen, take a break. But I think the important thing is that uh, they keep thinking like elite players and behaving like elite players. And... You know, we, we kind of look at it and see how we how we get, yeah, can improve and what we need to do to improve and just go at it again. And, you know, learning from difficult days is, uh, is part of it.
2: Because you have been building this team. I'm, I remember watching it last year against Donegal. It was one point in it, in that knockout championship. And a lot of people noticed then, hold on a minute, there's something about this dairy team. And obviously you proved it this year.
1: Yeah, look, there is something about us. I think we have an awful lot of quality, and that's probably why the disappointment today we didn't show that quality. You know, um, you know, the, you know the brilliant players we have Shane, Gareth, CD, you know, Pawdy, Ethan, you know, Paul Cass, you know, N- you know Niall, Benny, you know, Niall Turner, they didn't get into the game the same quality that we could. So that's the disappointing thing, but I suppose, you know, we've got to understand we have good players and we have an awful lot of good things in a team ethos. So we'll have to go again. Tough
2: now at the minute, but overall, a really successful year.
1: Uh, overall, you know we've loved it it's been uh, brilliant we didn't want it to end but bar the All-Ireland Champions it's going to end badly for 31 counties and uh, you know it, it ended worse for 28 others but it uh, doesn't make it any easier but we've loved it you love playing football you love being part of team sport and you love being on the biggest stage
2: Well you entertained us all
1: the way
6: thanks so much Rory.
3: Thank you Well here with former Derry player Conleth Gilligan in the aftermath of Derry's 2-8-1-6 to defeat to Galway in the All-Ireland Football semi-final Conleith What went wrong? Look, I think uh, probably in the first half when Derry were in the ascendancy, they kicked a few
0: ways and they were three, four points better in the first half and and they didn't get the scores and and I suppose the blow from hockey with that point being given whenever Derry thought they were a point up at half-time and I do wonder if Derry knew at half-time about that because the players looked a wee bit shell-shocked whenever it went up on the scoreboard just after it. Galway got the throw in and they get two quick points and all of a sudden it went from being a point up to being two point down in, in two plays, so
3: Galway just got a grip of it at half time, and Derry never really could wrestle control back from that point. It's easy to say after the fact that it made no difference because Galway had such a winning margin. But let's go through it. When Shane Walsh kicked that forty-five, that would have made it four-three, and then Comer kicked another point afterwards to make it four-all. But it was four-three at half time because we didn't know Walsh's point was going to be awarded. And you can correct me if I'm wrong yeah, no, on the me. timeline here. The officials were standing out under the Hogan stand. We all knew it was going to be awarded. Now I'm not sure how the mechanics of it work. Were they told by Hawkeye? Were they told by TV people? What, you know how they were told, how the decision came to be, and also Connor Glass had one ruled out earlier in the half that looked like it was between the posts when the graphic was shown on Hawkeye, but it was waved wide. So it there was a it was a strange sequence of events.
0: Yeah, it was. And, and the one thing that that I wonder in terms of umpires and, and officialdom is that. Every game you come to in Croke Park, Hawkeye has gone to two, three, up to four times a game. And I'm wondering, how sure are we in provincial areas whenever you just have sort of people and the fact that it can go wrong? So the games are such fine margins. And and while Galway won by a distance at the end, you just cannot insinuate how difficult it is in those moments where being a point up to being a point down with a stroke of a pen or a touch of a button, becomes very, very difficult for players. And in the momentum swing, and with the momentum swing comes energy. And all of a sudden, there you go from being in the lead to chasing the game by two points, and then everything looks different. When you're chasing the game, you look more tired, you don't have that extra energy, and whenever Galway got into the ascendancy, they hit the front, and in Damien Comer, they had the star performer of the day, and like you know, he was he was exceptional. And the thing about him was that he wasn't on the ball all the time, so it's a difference you know, it wasn't activity it was productivity It when he had touched the ball eight times he already scored 2-2 uh, and that was just incredible for, for a return for a player but his ability
3: shows and he'll be a real handful for any of them players in the final It's very easy for me to ask but as a coach you can maybe give me a bit of detail in the answer why didn't Derry just go long into Galway Square why didn't they put Conor Glass at full forward put him on top of that goalkeeper because Galway really struggled under the high ball against Armagh
0: Yeah, look, I think that's maybe maybe simplistic. And as far as Derry haven't played that way all year, and it was going to be a seismic shift. You know, it could there have been the plan B. Yeah, they possibly could have. But the fact that Derry didn't own enough ball in the second half, Galway owned the ball, and Derry then had to chase it out. Derry's game plan of sitting in and waiting is based on them being at a draw or maybe winning, and it was the first time that they've fallen way behind you know obviously there were two points behind Donegal but the game was still tight it was an Ulster and clonus. but in Croke Park whenever the game goes away from you it's a very lonely place and look it'll be disappointing for the players tonight but they've given us a great year they'll learn from that even the like of Lachlan Murray coming on doing well scoring a goal you know that'll really propel them players and it's how they stick together now sometimes you have to go to Croke Park to compete to learn how to win here Derry will evolve that game they've been very defensive this year um but they'll have a basis now for moving forward and they can add layers to the attack, but very hard so
3: early on just to, to make everything work perfectly. I'm going to bring Brendan Deveni in. He's just standing off camera at the moment. He's going to step in. Brendan, uh, get well, in here we'll be beside we'll be uh, Conley, <laughs> as always. Um, can Galway beat whoever wins tomorrow between Kerry and Dublin?
6: Yeah, certainly. But listen, Kerry c- and Dublin in the Championship, I-, I don't know if they've just set it alight. Like, certainly not Kerry in the last performance. And, and if Dublin are missing uh, a con, I think, you know that's a that's a main man up front. So what we're seeing there with, with Comer, I mean, who, who's going to mark him? You know, he's he, he's just unreal at the minute. And I just think with Galway, you know, Joyce came in and said, listen, I'm here. He won the Leinster. He's won promotion. He's won Connacht, and he, you know, he's he's ticking all the boxes at, at the moment. So you, you just you think Galway are not up and up. And I think the tradition got a bit lost in Galway there, and with the new tactics that come into the game, you know, with with Walsh coming in there, and and people weren't happy. And I think uh, Joyce coming in, the legend that he was as a player, you know, was really, I, I think, it's galvanised the lads there. And I think what people like about Galway is their intent to go out and win the game. You know, they want to post high scores, and I think that's just where Derry fell down that small But today,
3: and just before I let you go, gentlemen, Connolly I'm not sure if you'll be able to watch tomorrow the second semi-final. But who do you think is going to win it? And you're allowed the caveat here of if Dublin have Con or if Dublin don't have Con There's rumours circulating that he's not even in the 26, but I don't know if if, if, if that's a certainty. I don't know if he is or isn't. Yeah I think the expectation
0: is that he hasn't been named in the 26 and to be named now in the 26 would have to be a co-related matter so the fact he's not in it would mean he's not playing and if he's not playing it's a savage advantage to uh, to Kerry who have Clifford obviously two weeks better prepared than the last day so look I think Kerry have the forward line to, to match them and without Conn, I think Kerry will just have a wee bit too much.
6: Yeah, listen, I agree. You'd have to agree, agree with that. You know, he's such an important player for them and he makes a whole forward line tick. You know, he takes the best man. He has to be doubled up on and allows space for other people. So I think that's the difference. Paddy Clever's probably the big player coming into this uh, tomorrow. You know, we haven't seen the best of him in the last couple of games. If he usually provides the bullets for, for, for uh, um, uh, inside men and I think his playmaking ability is vital. It's probably something that was missing today, particularly from a dairy perspective. McGuigan, as we know, is quality inside. There wasn't anybody that maybe... Get the best of them. That said, Derry's forward line looks so cramped. So I think that is, yeah, got to make space for these top guys. The way Comer was isolated, one on one today, that's what you're going to look. You're going to you're going to look for Clever to be one one on one inside. If he is, Dublin are in trouble.
3: Okay, Brendan Devenny and Conleth Gilligan. Thank you very much. Key and Mackey would have been part of this video, but he has to rush off to Westlife. This is not a place of judgment. I I say let him go. If he- he's playing without wings. That's just perfect Absolutely perfect I'm only (laughs) disappointed As I was going to say I I was going to say You (laughs) say it best When you say nothing at all But I realise That's a Rolling Keating song The guys are uh, in action For uh, BBC Radio Ulster today So uh, I really do appreciate You hanging on That's it from Crow Park Where Galway have beaten Derry 2-8 to 1-6 In the All-Ireland semi-final Uh, More on this match And everything else On Off the Ball's website Offtheball.com And of course All the Off the Ball Social media channels From Crow Park Goodbye we're well, here in Crow Park with former Westmeath footballer Alan Mangan after Westmeath beat Cavan 214 to 113 in the Talton Cup final the first ever Talton Cup decider Alan, you were here at Midlands 103 commentating on the game
7: first of all, did you manage to contain yourself? Just about, just about now in fairness, it got a bit edgy there and there, through of the second half, three points down listen, Dev for sending off at a big bearing on the game obviously, it was probably a little bit harsh probably wasn't meant, but the rules of the game say he has to go but in fairness to the substitutes made a massive difference Kieran Martin, what a goal at the end But every man to a man this it is a big competition for Westmead we haven't won that in a long long time up in Club Park it's great to see the, such an effort put in by the lads to the, to the inaugural uh, Tolstian Cup but uh, it's a super win for Westmead it's great for the kids in the county and it's obviously great for that group of players the sending off was a big factor Kevin didn't score after that Westmead though kept their calm, and they were in the game up to that point yeah, they were in the game, but we, di- we didn't come out in the second half the way that we played the first. We weren't punching holes in the defence. But in fairness to the lads, they kept plugging away. When things weren't going well for them, they put in last-ditch tackles. Like the-, the block at the end by Kevin Maguire is a prime example of that. But at the end of the day, listen, we didn't play that overly well in the second half. We played r- very well in the first half. But listen, at- at the- as I said, at the end of the day, we come home with the, with the win, and that's what it's all about exactly talk to me about that goal he was only on the pitch seven minutes when he got it kieran martin he bulldozed through he planted it and it was in the end the winning of the match we saw it here a few years ago against mead in leinster semi-final and he did the same thing twice where he gets a ball and goes at everyone with Mead knows what kieran has he's probably at the wrong side of 30 now unfortunately but at the end of the day we had to bring him on here to, to make a difference and that's what all substitutes have to do he got a ball he looked like he was going to be stuffed out but he's a big man he's strong he's a great engine on him he broke two tackles got in and what a finish like there was a lot of talk about John Heslin all
3: year and rightly so he's an excellent footballer but Ronan O'Toole stood up today five points from play Luke Lachlan had his build-up or his part in the build-up to the goal Lork and Dolan scored a magnificent goal. There were so many magnificent performances we can talk about from Westmead today, including Kevin Maguire, who made that spectacular diving block at in injury time
7: to stop Cavan getting an equalising goal. Yeah, absolutely. Lerone and the two shot the lights out in the first half. Like, he really kept us in the game in the first 25 minutes with his, with his shoot taken. Um, in fairness to Luke Lachlan, he came up trumps. Whenever we needed a score, Luke came up trumps. These lads are right, good footballers. We like we need to just build from this. This is a, this is a great competition for us to, to sort of set a standard for the young young lads in Westmead. But, it, but it, to, the, to these lads, they set their stall out after they got knocked out in Leinster Championship that they were going to give this competition a right, good rattle. And from every man to a man, defenders, um, substitutes, Midfielders, forwards Every lad put their shoulder to the wheel So it's not it's not just a 15 or 20 man game anymore You need 30-33 lads to win an effort And in fairness to Jack, Dez, John and to Carl Mullen They put in a massive effort here this year And it's exactly what was needed It's probably what we deserved I thought we were the best team on the day Even though the sending on oh, Had a lot got to do with it But at the end of the day Two great goals Some great points taken by some of the lads And, and so, a massive effort in defence
3: And I know it's a great competition and you're a fan of it, especially after you've won it, it's easy to say that. But I know you you thought that beforehand. You're not in it next year. Because you've won, it means that even if you go out early in the Provincial Championship next year, you'll be in the All-Ireland Qualifiers. How big a deal is that for Westmeath?
7: Well that's what Everyone wants to Try and con- compete In the biggest competitions Unfortunately This year We didn't play well enough In the league To get into that And the boys had to put Set their focus On this competition We're not in the next year But I guarantee you That there's going to be Two teams up here This time next year Playing in this That will have the same opinion As Westmead and Cavan today Unfortunately for Cavan They didn't come out The right end of it and they won't want to be in this competition next year. They'll want to play in the in the All-Ireland Championships. But if they do end up in it, they'll, they'll push on to try and win it again. The massive crowd here from both sets of supporters, from both counties. And listen, we have a good game to look forward to watching now here again with Galway and Derry. But it stays like this that you play football. You don't play football to be, to be knocked out after two games in the Leinster Championship uh, uh, and an All-Ireland qualifier. So you want to be up here on the biggest days and that's what also did. OK, Alan Mangan, thank you very much for joining us here
3: in Crum Park. I think the song says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. Glory <laughs> days. Alan Mangan, uh, formerly of Westmead. He was here today with Midlands 103. I'm very grateful to you for dropping in for a chat uh, with Off The Ball. Remember, more football across all of our social media channels and, of course, the football pod coming out with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue and Tommy uh, on uh, Monday. They'll be talking about Derry and Galway, which, as we speak, is coming up in a little while. The atmosphere is building nicely. Uh, well done to Westmeath. Well done to you,
8: Alan.
2: Morning, congratulations! The first ever Talton Cup winners. How does it feel?
8: I know. Yeah, it's so surreal. <laughs> like I was speechless there, looking up at my friends and family. Like you know, as a kid, you don't know. If you're looking down. I was. I mentioned all four in the previews. Like. Uh, when I was looking down and the lads lifting silverware uh, you don't know if it'll let your day will ever come like that and thankfully it just did today, yeah, it's, it's an unbelievable feeling.
2: Yeah, I heard you when you were picking up your Man of the Match award, you said that it's like a dream come true?
8: Yeah, it is, yeah like as a, as a child, kicking ball out the backyard and you always kind of have visions in your head that you're going to do that in Crow Park on, in front of a huge stage and like, you know, uh, I'm just so happy we could do it today and fulfil kind of a childhood dream
2: so I'm guessing then you think it's a brilliant thing that there's such thing as a Talton Cup?
8: Unbelievable, yeah. I think it, I think it's uh, I think it's a huge, it's been a huge success, and uh, not that, not the fact that we we won it, but I think it just gives everyone a realistic chance of silverware. Do you know? I think everyone that was in the Talton Cup when the draw was made, they would have said they had a realistic chance of winning it, and coming up against any team they had a realistic chance of beating. Them. And do you know we we played six championship games this year, playing at the end, end of summer. Do you know if if the Talton Cup didn't exist? We could have been out when we lost to Killer, you know? So we're just happy to be playing more football, developing as a squad and bringing young lads on, getting three games in Crow Park in a year. Like, what more could you want?
2: And it was such a cagey game. It was really end-to-end stuff. You didn't know what way it was going to go. I'm sure it felt like that on the pitch.
8: It felt like that for me anyways. Do you know, it was heart-in-the-mouth stuff there when that ball broke to the cabin. I think Kevin Maguire, you know, he just dived on that do you know that's two minutes to go it changes the game completely Gold swing games and yeah oh, it was, we're just delighted to come out the right side it was a coin toss
2: Kieran Martin came off the bench it's a name that we know obviously in Westmead football for years he's did it for years and then he comes off the bench and I thought he was going to take the net out of
8: it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too I didn't know when he was going to stop he just kept going I was shouting at him kick a score because I think it was a draw game was it at the time and yeah I, I just kept going kept going but that shows the strength and depth we have in the squad you know kieran gerard you know likes of robbie ford nigel hart there as well uh they've been brilliant this year and it just shows the character in the squad as well
2: and you yourself you kicked four unbelievable points in the first half another one then in the second you're really on form it looked like you were so comfortable out there
8: yeah but then i said as well i was coming in disappointed in the first half because i kicked an easy one short uh coming in but yeah i you know i think every forward loves playing in crow park it's green grass playing in front of a big stage show show people what you what you can do so yeah that's delighted
2: and what does this mean for the group as a whole
8: i think it means a lot but it's 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 a chance to, to push on now as a squad you know we get to play in sam Maguire next year which will, will be another step up so uh you know when we came in when when we lost to Kildare i think we just kind of reset as a group when we said we were going to give this a really good goal we took each game as it comes and, you know, thankfully we got four wins out of four. And Jack
2: Cooney was just walking in there to do some interviews as well. What do you think of him as a manager?
8: Nah, he's been brilliant. You know, he leaves no stone unturned. And not just Jack, all the backroom team. I've mentioned John Keane and Desi a lot in my previews, but there's, there's a lot of lads there in the background, you know, even kit men, S&C coach, Joan Angle, Paddy Walsh there, and Shane Meyer, physios as well. You know, it's it's not just the players on the pitch. There's, there's a lot more that goes into it.
2: And you'll celebrate tonight?
8: Celebrate all week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jack, unbelievable. The first ever Talton Cup winners. Yeah. West Mead, how does it feel?
9: Well, there can never be another first, I guess, can there? So we're delighted. And uh, it's been great. We've had, a, we've had a great extra eight weeks, you know, since we were knocked out of the Leicester Championship. And I think we've developed and we've, we've grown and we've improved week on week since since that. And... We've embraced the Talton Cup, and I'm delighted to see that we had a lot of Westmead support out there today and probably a lot, a lot elsewhere as well, and it's, it's brilliant for the lads. You know, We have a lot of lads there that are, that are here 10, 12 years, and they've had great memories, but not an awful lot to show for it, so I'm delighted for them.
2: Well, just when you mention that, Kieran Martin to come off the bench, it's a name we know in Westmead football for a long time, and to see him come off the bench and then get that goal... <laughs>
9: Yeah, what a great fella like. and like, he, he probably picked that ball up about 40 metres out He you knew what he was going to do Oh, what a finish and I'm delighted for him it means an awful lot to him mm. he loves representing Westmead he loves being part of it and you know, he's coming off a horrendous injury last year and he fought back really, really hard to get back into this position and it's befitting of him now
2: it was really end-to-end stuff. It could have went either way. You were down at times. It was two points you were down when the red card happened. It did change the game a little bit, but my God, you pushed on from there.
9: Yeah, you know, there was a time, uh, probably half through the second half, where we probably missed a few chances, mm-hmm. and, and uh, they went the wrong side of the post, and then they go down and get a goal, and you kind of feel, God, you know, that's a bit of a double blow. But um, I think Kieran's goal was decisive. And then just to tag on the last one and the end. And we, we just seemed to hold on to possession and close out the game. So we're just delighted.
2: And was it tactical? Were you always bringing and on the last few minutes? Was that the plan?
9: Well, we, we kind of have our... You know, the message we've been delivering all year is that, you know, decisions are made on the training ground. And he's trained brilliantly over the last number of weeks. And he showed a great appetite for it and great hunger to get to be... to take the stage here today. And, uh, and that's literally where it came from. And... And... Uh, that along with all the experience he's, he's a big day player like mm-hmm. as is Jer, like Jer came off the bench as well yeah. so I'm, I'm delighted for him
2: I'm Ronan I just spoke to him there Ronan O'Toole he got the man of the match and he said that it's a dream come true to have this day here today you know picking up silverware in Crow Park seeing yous up in the Hogan stand you know it is dream come true stuff
9: it is like it's 2004 they're all probably young fellas up there watching David O'Shock and seeing Desi mm-hmm. lift, lift uh, um, the Tommy De- 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 Delaney Cup and uh you know, we spoke about this over the last couple of weeks, you know, that maybe we have an opportunity maybe to inspire another, another young generation coming through and dare to drive back down the road to Westmead this evening with a great positive memory and hopefully that will inspire them to go on and represent Westmead in years to come.
2: Big time, because you could really hear the support, the kids, you know, and of course they will remember, I was speaking about on the radio today about Mead, you know, when they were winning the All-Irelands, you know, I remember that. So it's a, it is a moment that those kids are going to go home now and think, geez, this is possible.
9: Yeah, well, I think sport and the GE in particular, like it's, it's it's, within the fabric of everything that we do and it provides great opportunities for young and old and it's a great community sense about it and it's a privilege for us. It's an absolute privilege for us to be up here representing Westmead and representing the people of Westmead and uh, I hope they're proud of all the lads today.
2: And what does it mean to you?
9: Oh, it's great. You know, it's great. I've, I've given a lot of my life to Westmead and I'm... Yeah. I'm, I'm I, I give it for to see Westmead people have um, more like today, and you know all the effort I put in. I enjoy it anyway. I love it, and we've had, we have a, so many people working in the background to make the players better, and uh, I'm delighted for all of them as well. So it's it's great. We'll, we'll we'll enjoy tonight, and
2: then maybe for a few weeks, celebrations will
9: go on. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll definitely knock one good night out
10: with not <laughs>
2: Mickey, hard look out there. She's oh, end to end stuff. It could have went either way. How are you feeling after that?
10: Yeah, obviously very disappointed. The lads are shocked and disappointed as well. Um, it went forward and backward. It had everything probably you'd imagine it would, and we knew coming into the game it was probably going to be that sort of game, you know. But look, we've no issues Westmead Probably were the better team over the course of the, of the game.
2: Do you think so before maybe, I suppose, the game-changing moment was that red card? We'll get to that in a minute. But do you think they were the better team before that?
10: Um, look, I suppose when we when got the goal, we probably got a foothold in the game. At that stage, we pushed three points up. Um, they pulled it back to two. Raymond Miff's a free, probably with the pod, Then, obviously, descending off and we had to rejig things around. So, yeah, they probably give them the extra man and the fairness to pushed high on us. And uh, we had a chance then, you know, at that stage we were chasing a three-point deficit. So we had to throw caution to the wind and Conor Madden could have stuck the ball in the net there with the last kick of the game early. But look, it wasn't to be. And that's it. disappointing, but move on.
2: And the red card came, I think it was 57 when it's gone. I think you were three points up at that point. What were you thinking on the sideline? I suppose
10: you thought you were looking good at that point. Yeah, well, look at when descending off happened. Obviously, Thomas is a huge player for us. You know, he can, you know, when you want somebody to step up and fetch a ball, he's the man to do it. And as I said, it did probably shake us for a while. But I thought we'd done enough to stay in it. And their goal, obviously, would have been disappointed how he, you know, I thought we had enough bodies there to stop him and we didn't. And that was a decisive score.
2: Have you been able to speak to Thomas yet?
10: No, look at as I said to the boys now's it's not, it's, you know, now's not the time. Just let the dust settle. I'll speak to him later on. You know, and when we'll let the hair down and let the boys have a few uh, beverages, and then uh, hopefully then we'll 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 put everything into context.
2: And overall, for the Talton Cup, um, do you see it as a success?
10: I thought it was an unbelievable atmosphere there today. I thought it was electric. I thought supporters got behind it and bought into it. And, you know, what it's done for the young people of Cavan. it's, you know, really invigorated them and got them wearing Cavan jerseys and supporting Cavan. And I think even though we have nothing to show for today, it's... Game, I think that, you know, you definitely have re-energised the enthusiasm within Calvin football, especially with the younger people.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And for the team themselves as well, because obviously being here in Crow Park, Silverware on the line, you can only but I suppose, spur you on for next year.
10: Yeah, I think this competition will probably get harder to win as the years go along. I think a lot of teams will be sitting at home today watching that spectacle and said, Jesus, the atmosphere, you know, the occasion and uh, the, the football that was played. And I think that teams will embrace this moving forward, especially if they don't make the last 16, because let's be honest, it's a realistic chance of getting silverware.
0: The other side of that, it's the worst Irish defensive performance I've seen in a long, long
1: time. They Aaron Smiths. He's truly, truly wonderful player. He's one of the best players who's ever played the game.
2: Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now.